0: CHAPTER FOUR OF THE CAVES OF FEAR BY JOHN Blaine THIS LibriVox RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN READING BY MATT BERARD CHAPTER FOUR PROJECT X HEAVY WATER! Hartson Brandt exclaimed softly. Rick and Scotty looked at each other blankly. And, at that moment, Barbie completed the connection and called to Steve he strode to the phone and picked it up who's this all right steve ames here take down these names hobart zircon richard brandt donald scott you'll find full data on them in the files prepare travel orders and get tickets for all three to hong kong via the first plane leaving new york after seven pm tomorrow night arrange for a letter of credit and the usual amount On the National City Bank of Washington and have the bank make arrangements with all their Far East branches. Put all three on the payroll at the same grades they held before. Get passports for them with visitors visas for the Philippines, Hong Kong, Indochina, Indonesia, Siam, and China. We don't know where they'll end up. Then put all that stuff in an envelope and get it to me here at spindrift by special messenger wait never mind that i'll send mike back right away and he can bring it to me now read those instructions back steve listened for a moment right get going what oh charge the whole thing to a new case file mark it project x he disconnected and turned to the group now he said grimly Let's talk turkey. He nodded at Rick and Scotty. Zircon said he could leave in the morning, if necessary. That's rushing you a little too much, so I've given you until tomorrow night. Rick grinned. Once things started to move with Steve Ames, they moved strictly jet-propelled. What are we supposed to do? Scotty asked. Find Bradley, if you can, but don't spend too much time searching. Getting all the dope, and I mean all, on that heavy water is the reason for your going out there. If you find Bradley, he can help. Maybe Chada can help, too. But never forget for a minute that tracking down that heavy water is your mission. If we don't find Bradley, we won't know how to get started, Rick pointed out. Steve grunted, no? If I believed that, I'd have gone somewhere else for help. I came here because I knew Spindrift could give me ingenuity as well as scientific knowledge, and you hadn't better let me down. We won't let you down, Scotty assured him. Barbie chimed in indignantly. Of course they won't. Steve smiled. Don't worry. I'm not afraid of their falling down on the job, but it's a big one. I'll tell Zircon this when he comes, but you can be thinking it over in the meantime. You're to find out who is bringing heavy water to the Asia coast, and what they're doing with it. You're to find out where it comes from, and why it is being made. You're to get samples and send them back here. And, most important of all, you're to locate and pinpoint for us any industrial plants you can find. Scotty scratched his head. Fine. Only, let's get back to the beginning. What is heavy water? And why are you so excited about it? I don't know either, Barbie added. Hartson Brent looked at his son. You do, don't you, Rick? I know what it is, but I don't know why it's so important to Steve, Rick said. He had read a great deal about heavy water, In studying elementary physics it had many uses in physics experiments let's see how much you know Steve directed sound off Rick searched his memory trying to marshal all the facts he knew well he began ordinary water is composed of oxygen and hydrogen in every water molecule there are two atoms of hydrogen and one of oxygen the important part, for what we're talking about, are the hydrogen atoms. Hydrogen is the lightest element, and it has the simplest atom. There's just one proton and one electron. He looked at his father, waiting for a nod to tell him he was on the right track. When the scientist nodded approval, he went on. That kind of hydrogen atom has a mass of one, as the scientists say. But there are other kinds of hydrogen atoms, and they are pretty rare, called isotopes. An isotope is just a different variety of the ordinary kind of atom in each element. The thing that makes it different is a change in the nucleus. Well, hydrogen has two isotopes. One kind, which has a mass of two, is found in nature. It is called deuterium. Its nucleus is called a deuteron. Another kind, which can be made in a nuclear reactor, is called tritium. A little of it is found naturally, but not enough to count for much. He took a deep breath. I hope I know what I'm talking about. You're doing fine, Arzenbrandt said. Go on. All right. Well, heavy water is made of one atom of oxygen plus two atoms of deuterium which is the first isotope of hydrogen. In chemistry, there's no difference in the way heavy water acts. You can even drink it. In fact, people do drink it every day because in ordinary water, there is some heavy water. I forget the exact figures, but I think that, by weight, there are 5,000 parts of ordinary hydrogen in water and only one part of deuterium. That's right. Steve Ames nodded five thousand to one now tell us what is peculiar about all isotopes rick thought furiously and came up with what he hoped was the answer i think it's that isotopes aren't as stable as the basic elements some are pretty stable but some are pretty shaky that's why some of the isotopes of uranium "'can be split wide open in a chain reaction "'to make an atomic bomb, and... "'A chill ran through him, his mouth opened. "'He knew. "'He knew why heavy water had Steve Ames all excited. "'He choked. "'Hydrogen bombs!' "'Scotty and Barbie gasped. "'Steve Ames and Hartson Brandt smiled. "'It's true that one of the possibilities "'in building a hydrogen bomb Concerns deuterium, the scientist said. But I scarcely think that's the case here. How about it, Steve? Possible, but extremely improbable, Steve agreed. What I'm most interested in is a use for heavy water. Rick hasn't mentioned. Know what a nuclear reactor is, Rick? Rick nodded. It's what the newspapers usually call an atomic pile. We have quite a few in this country, I think. The Atomic Energy Commission said quite a while ago that they used a nuclear reactor with uranium as a fuel to make plutonium, which is the artificial element that can be used in atomic bombs. Besides uranium itself, that is. That's right. What I'm interested in is the fact that heavy water can be used as a neutron moderator in a reactor. Rick looked blank. Steve was talking way over his head. Hartson Brandt saw his son's bewilderment and explained. You've probably heard that the uranium in a reactor is encased in blocks of graphite, which is simply carbon, Rick. It prevents the neutrons from the uranium from simply running wild. Well, heavy water can be used for the same purpose. Exactly, Steve said. So you see, I'm not afraid of the possibility of hydrogen bombs as much as I am of the possibility that somewhere in Asia is a nuclear reactor. Until we get international agreement on atomic weapons, we simply have to keep track of atomic developments everywhere for our own protection. If there's a new country going in for atomic research and it can build a reactor, it might also be able to build an atomic bomb now don't forget i said heavy water is a legitimate industrial product we certainly can't object to a nation's manufacturing it we wouldn't want to but when it turns up in an odd corner of the world i think we'd better find out why if it's a peaceful reason we'll mark it down and then forget it if not we'll make a report to the united nations why not report it right now barbie asked Good question. The answer is, we're not sure. Remember, Carl Bradley was unsure enough to ask for help. If we got up before the UN and started hollering and it turned out to be plain water, we'd look pretty foolish. I don't even know how we'd begin, Scotty muttered. How do you start on a job like this? You'll start by being innocent tourists, Steve said. You and Rick are students on a holiday, with Zircon, your uncle, as guide and tutor. You'll be interested in a number of things, including hunting. That will give you a good excuse for barging around the country, if you have to. But you won't be able to decide what you want to hunt, Steve grinned. You'll decide after you find out where you have to go, and you'd better learn about Asiatic game animals. For instance... If the trail takes you to Indonesia, you may want to hunt the hairy Sumatran rhinoceros. In the Philippines, you'll hunt Timor, which are a special breed of wild water buffalo. In China, around the coast, you can hunt tigers. In Malaya, if the trail does take you down to Singapore, you can hunt tapir. Same for Siam in Indochina you can hunt tigers inland in china toward the tibetan border you'd better be hunting barrows that's a wonderful name barbie said quickly what are they another name for them is blue sheep steve told her they're bluish-gray shading to white in the underparts the horns are unusual because they curve outward from the sides of the head then down and backward Hartson Brandt paused in the act of filling his pipe and asked curiously, How do you know so much about Asiatic animals, Steve? Steve laughed. Because I used the same gag once myself. He started for the door. Talk it over and think up any questions you can. I won't promise to know the answers, but I'll try. I've got to get Mike started back to Washington to pick up that stuff. When he had gone, Barbie looked enviously at the two boys. "'In my next reincarnation,' she announced, "'I'm going to be a boy. "'I don't see why I couldn't go, too. "'A girl would make the group look even less suspicious, wouldn't it?' She scanned the three faces eagerly, then sighed. "'All right. I knew it wasn't any use.' "'Never mind, Towhead," Rick said. He always hated to see Barbie's wistful expression when he and Scotty were going somewhere. Maybe next time. Not if next time is another job like this, Hartson Brandt disagreed. He studied his pipe stem. His forehead wrinkled thoughtfully. I'm not quite sure why I didn't object to Rick and Scotty going. Rick demanded swiftly. You're not going to object, are you, Dad? No, Rick. If we hadn't been on other expeditions and in some tough spots together, I surely would. But I know you two are able to take care of yourselves, and so is Zircon. Only keep in mind that you may be dealing with an entirely new breed of cats, unscrupulous men, who wouldn't hesitate to put you out of the way without a moment's hesitation. So be careful. Be very careful. Don't take risks that aren't essential to your job, and do what Zircon tells you to without hesitation. He's knocked around in some pretty rough corners of the world, and I don't know a man who is better equipped for this kind of job, unless it's Carl Bradley. The warning sobered Rick even more. Apart from what his father had said, he knew it was also what the information could mean to the security of the country that had prevented the scientist from making a single objection to their going. "'We'll take no risks. We don't have to,' he promised. "'We'll move as if we were walking on eggs, Dad,' and Scotty echoed the promise. Nothing remained but to wait for Zircon and make definite plans. Steve who had risen early in order to get to Spindrift first thing, walked out to the orchard with dismal for company and stretched out under a tree for a nap. Rick and Scotty couldn't possibly have napped, so they went up to Rick's room and began to pack. That took little time, since they would travel by air. Scotty took his rifle out of its protective case and cleaned it, then tried on the infrared telescope. He removed from the scope, the masking bits of cardboard Rick had used to convert it to a camera viewfinder, thus making it a telescopic rifle sight once more. It fitted perfectly. You taking the movie camera along? he asked. Rick thought it over. Guess I will, he said finally. Tourists are supposed to have cameras. I'll take the movie instead of the speed graphic. And I can take along infrared film as well as regular color film. If anyone asks, I can say I want movies of the animals you and Zircon shoot. Then all three of us won't have to take guns. Better finish putting the lenses into those sunglasses frames, then, Scotty said. I'll do it right now. It won't take long. A thought struck Rick. What will Zircon do for a rifle? He'll have to borrow one and an ordinary one won't do either if we're supposed to be hunting big game you'll need one bigger than my point three scotty frowned thoughtfully how about captain douglas he used to be quite a hunter you've seen the african trophies in his office at the barracks captain douglas was commanding officer of the whiteside state police barracks and a good friend of the boys He and his officers had cooperated with them in rounding up the Smuggler's Reef Gang. Give him a phone call while I finish putting these lenses in, Rick suggested. Good idea, Scotty went to phone. More and more Rick was realizing the magnitude of the job they had undertaken. He hoped fervently that Chata would know something useful in case they failed to locate Bradley. In a moment, Scotty stuck his head in the door. I've got the captain on the phone, he said. He's got a 4590. We can borrow. And, bless his heart, he didn't ask where we were going. When can we pick it up? Rick thought it over. I'll have to fly to the airport and pick up Zircon in a little while. Tell Captain Douglas I'll buzz the barracks on the way over. Ask if he can possibly deliver it to me at the airport i hate to bother him but i won't have a car to go get it rick's little cub airplane was the island's fast messenger passenger service okay scotty disappeared down the hall again for a few moments and then returned he took a seat in the leather armchair he finally did get curious wanted to know if we needed that caliber rifle to shoot jersey mosquitoes I told him we were going on a trip and that I couldn't say anything more about it. So, he said, he'd lend us the gun only on condition that we'd tell him the story when we got back. I said we would, if we could. He's the best, Brick said. But he knows we've done some hush-hush work for the government, and don't forget he's an ex-Marine. He wouldn't embarrass us by asking too many questions. Scotty nodded wait until you see this rifle a forty five ninety is a regular cannon it'll knock down anything smaller than an elephant and it'll knock down one of those if it hits the right spot that's just zircon's size rick said grinning the scientist was a huge man who towered over the rest of the staff later zircon dominated the library as steve issued final instructions The scientist's booming voice had phrased questions for an hour until even Steve looked weary. This winds up what I have to say, he told them. Mike should be back with your tickets, passports, and letter of credit in another hour. I'll go back to Washington and issue instructions via the State Department to all of our ambassadors and consuls in the area. They'll know what's happening. And why you're there but no one else on their staffs will go in to see each one whose country you enter make a lot of noise insist on seeing the chief he'll know your names and he'll do everything he can Bradley is supposed to check in with each embassy or consulate in the same way they'll be your points of contact in case he shows up again file reports when you can Hand them to the ambassador or council of the country, and no one else. Steve stopped for a moment. Then his warm grin flashed. This is going to be tougher than beating the Whispering Box gang. I know you'll come back with the answers, but be sure you have whole skins when you do. End of chapter 4